Hello, hello, hello. My name is Courtney Turner, and you are listening to Bluegrass Community Foundation's Do Good Radio Hour. Today's guest is the perfect example of a community leader doing good. She is an active member of the Fayette Education Foundation Board of Directors. She serves as a technology advisor to the Black Male Working Academy. She is a Grassroots Black Leadership Award winner, and she's one of the best coffee dates in town. I'm serious. If you ever get a free moment in her calendar, I encourage everyone to sit down with her and just listen to her tell stories and give you all of the goods. I promise you will be better for it. Here is Latarika Young. I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Thanks. Now, do you prefer people call you Tari or Latarika? Uh, it's Terry and Laterica. Shut up. Yes. I'm dying. <laughs> it's all right. Terry and Laterica. So Terry is in Laterica. Okay. And the way that I have, because it's totally fine, because if you see Terry the way it's spelled, and you, that's what you I pronounced like. it, Tari, right? Yes. Um, I had a friend in college who... She basically told everyone to wait. The way to remember how to pronounce my name, Laterica, is it rhymes with America. So there you go. That is something. I'll take that. <laughs> now, do you get that a lot? Do people call you oh, Tari yeah. a lot? I have friends that I've been a friends with since I was a child, and it's a joke. Uh-huh. They're, like, they don't call me Terry or Laterica. Like, Tarika, yeah. Latonica, <laughs> you know, all of that. So, yeah, it's One fine. of my best friends is, she was born and raised in India, and uh-huh. her name is Sonica, and she worked at a place where they called her Sanika for like two years. And she never corrected them because oh. she was like, she was I, tired just, of I it. just don't want to do that. Yeah. And I was like, ah, that has to be yeah. so annoying. Now I correct people, but it's not a, you know, I can't believe you misspelled my, or mispronounced right. my name. So. No, you should correct people. Yeah, it's, it's your cool. name. I love it's it. It's cool. Okay. Well, I've got to tell you something really embarrassing about myself. All right. Um, the first time that we met was at Kenoy Table just yep. a few weeks ago. That's right. And I was so distracted by your teeth. I've literally talked to everyone about it. I went back to my office and my boss was like, how's your coffee? And I was like, so great. She's wonderful. She's going to do the podcast. She has the perfect teeth. That's hilarious. I've ever seen in my life. Well, thank you. Have we had work done? Braces when uh, I was 23. That's just braces? 
So when I was a child, well, up until adulthood, I sucked my thumb until I was, until I graduated from Transy. Yep. I was 22. Uh Uh-huh. And I had a, like a kind of a curve, you know, the curve that you get. It makes like a little arch. That's right. Mm -hmm. So I decided to get braces and that's it. I had braces for 18 months. I wear a retainer at night, but I appreciate the compliment. That is the best. (laughs) My little sister was a thumb sucker for the long... I mean, I thought we were going to have to cut her thumbs off. I didn't know what to do. Like, everybody was so stressed out because Gabby could not stop. I had braces, and my teeth do not look like that, and I'm furious about it. Well, I'll tell you something (laughs) embarrassing about me because I don't suck my thumb anymore because I actually paid for my braces. And so I'm like, if I I paid that that much, that's right. (laughs) I still have my blanket. Good for you. (laughs) Yes. People do that, though. Yeah. It's I, never going away. No. Is it like a string now? It uh, Just about. I have to wash it in, in the sink. It can't go in the washer. It will completely disintegrate. It's very fragile. <laughs> that's okay. Everybody has their little comfort thing. That, that's it. That's you need it. it. Okay, before we get started in like all of the, the meat of the episode, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us who you are and what you do? I mean, you do so many things. No, but. that's cool. <laughs> yes. So my name is Laterica Young. A lot of people know me by Terry. Depends on when you met me in my life. Um, I work at Lexmark. So I am a senior manager at Lexmark. I manage our quality, compliance, and sustainability organization. Translation, I like to keep our company out of trouble. (laughs) So, but that's, my background is engineering. So I attended Transy. I'm local. I'm from the north side. I I grew up on the north side of Lexington. Um, Went to Bryan Station. Transy, as I mentioned, played college basketball. And stuck around. Lexmark has blessed me with 20 years, mm. and that's what I, I'm continuing to do. So that's my work life. Community life, I'm sure we'll get into that yes. in a little bit. Yes. But um, I just like, you know, I like being involved in my community. Um, I'm a family person. All of my family's here. My dad's one of 15. My mom's one of four. So, Dang. yeah, so yeah, I, have a lot of, I have a lot of cousins and friends and family. And All I'm, in Lexington? Not all in Lexington. My my older sister lives in Jacksonville, younger sister Mm -hmm. um, near Miami, and my older brother lives here. Nice. Well, let's talk about kind of the experience you had growing up in Lexington. What was that like, having so much family around and, like, being able to see all of the growth that this community has had in the last few years? What was that like for you? Uh, It's been awesome. You know, I've always been a family person. I never was one that... You know how a lot of people, when they, they're growing up, they're like, I can't wait to leave. Absolutely. I was the opposite. Mm. I loved the family feel. I always had my family around. And then my friends, because I was so so involved in sports, you know, it became pockets of families right. as I progressed through sports. And just to see the growth of the city, yeah, it's been wild. I mean, I remember there was absolutely zero to do downtown. Right. It was a ghost town. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's... It's thriving. It continues to improve. People want to move here. Um, so it's been great. And I love the fact that I haven't had to move. Right. You know, I had, I, I've had the opportunity to grow up with my family. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a, a blessing. I know a lot of people don't have that luxury. Mm-hmm. So I'm really grateful. That's so awesome. Now, do you travel at all? Or I do. Where, okay, where's the best place that you've traveled? Best place. In the country or out of the country? <gasps> Both. In the country, I'm going to say my favorite place t- to travel is New Orleans. I had a blast there. Okay. <laughs> I just went to New Orleans just a few months ago for Did a bachelorette party. I was a little nervous uh-huh. because I was, 
I've lived in New York City for a while, so like the the city vibe was not the scary part. The scary part was like everybody is in such a good mood. <laughs> I don't know if my energy is going to Match meet it. that. Yep. Everyone that I met was so nice, so helpful, just the most fun city I've ever been in. Yes, and I love it. And you know, before I got into cycling and a few other fitness things, that was like my favorite place to go. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually started traveling there for uh, basketball, Final Four Women's NCAA Final Four. Yeah. And I fell in love with it. The food, like you mm. said, everyone's in a good mood. Mm-hmm. The weather, it was just, it was an awesome atmosphere. So I would say in the, in the country, that's my favorite place. What about out? You know, the Philippines are always going to hold mm. a special place for me. That's yeah. the first uh, country I traveled to as an adult um, on my job. And so it was one of those things where it was a short-term assignment. It was supposed to be three months. I cut it to six weeks because I was afraid I was going to get homesick and Uh then fell in love with it. I didn't want to come back. Uh And that sort of ignited the travel bug in me. So I've been everywhere now. And I love traveling. But now Mm. I'm always going to come back home. Yes. (laughs) Home is home. Home is home. That's right. Can't beat it. That's right. Well, let's talk about... Your experience being in the community and being a community leader, because that is most certainly a title that you hold. So tell (laughs) us about some of the things that you do in and around our community. Sure. So I'm involved in a lot of boards, but really what got me involved in the community at the onset was my high school. Mm. So um, they started an academy. It was an IT academy, and they were creating an advisory board from scratch. I didn't know anything about boards at all, but I was an alumni, I was interested in serving. And so that was really the start of me really understanding mm-hmm. what servant leadership really entailed, um, the good and the bad, right. right? Because people have a choice at that point, whether they want to follow, whether they want to serve. So once I realized um, how much fun it could be with in getting involved with the students, sitting in their seats prior Mm. and then me being able to set an example show them what success looks like get other alumni involved that was something that gave me a lot of energy and then sort of from there i just kind of followed um, a path of identifying boards that align with that type of passion right Mm. so i got involved early with the the ymca primarily the north lexington ymca Mm -hmm. um and sir i've been serving on that board and uh, the association board since 2015. Mm. Um, and so, the, again, it's just, it kind of, it, it aligns with that. And so when my friends tell me they have something going on, now I have to balance my, my time now because <laughs> I'm involved in a lot. Big schedule. But it, the why and, and my high school really kicked me off. So now I am uh, the incoming chair. I am the chair of the Fed Education Foundation. Uh, I'm active with the Black Males Working Academy as a technology advisor. And I just plug in, you know, I have a couple of mentees that um, I stay in contact with that I've literally been in, uh, in a, relationship w- a relationship with them since the third grade. Mm. They are now 19. The best. They, and they're growing up and I love the them. The best. Um, so, yeah. And I'm involved in my church, at my church uh, on the AVIT side. So just a little bit of this and that. Just again, just trying to, add, trying to add value. That's it. Well, Can you explain a little bit of the difference between what just like an active board member does and what a chair does? Because those are two different things. Yeah. So it's a great question that I ask myself sometimes, too. (laughs) (laughs) I would say the the chair 
for me, you set the tone for how the board members mm. want need, want to engage and need to engage. So I think it's up to me to connect them to the mission, mm. not just run a meeting, go through the motions, right? Help them understand the impact that we're making. Now, obviously, they know that because they're involved, but just to reinforce it, right. um, there is a, a, a responsibility of keeping things in order. Um, but I would say that's first and foremost because you want to make sure you're creating a pipeline mm-hmm. of volunteers that want to serve on that board. I would say the second thing is supporting the executive director. Mm. There's a yeah. lot of responsibility that falls on the shoulders of the executive director. And, of course, being in the nonprofit world, I'm in corporate, but being in the nonprofit world and, and volunteering, I know how hard it is. Right. So as the chair... I try to offer as much support as possible to the executive director. Mm. Can you tell us a little bit about what you all have planned for the Fayette Education Foundation Board? Yep. So the Fayette Education Foundation, the mission is to support educational excellence through equity within Fayette County Public Schools. It's a brand new board and brand new. I mean, back in 2020, it was sort of forming. Right. So we spent about a year and a half really trying to understand what do we want our mission to be, mm-hmm. and then identify some strategic pillars. Um, so the strategic pillars are schools and classrooms, uh, students and families, and then the future. Mm. And what we tried to do was identify specific initiatives within those three pillars. Mm-hmm. Two examples that I'll give you. One is the Bright Ideas Grant. This is a grant that's open to any employee within Fayette County Public Schools. Um, And you basically present a project for a school that showcases some type of innovation. Oh, that's um, so cool. But also aligns with our mission of equity. Right. uh, Making sure students have access to certain resources. So last year, in partnership with the Bluegrass Community Foundation, we gave away over $40,000 in grants. Dang. we're, We're... we're looking to do the same this year. Yes. Um, and and the, the window just closed. We just finished and wrapped up uh, the judging and, and all of that. So we'll be announcing that at the State of Schools on August 1st, hopefully. Yes. And then the Dolly Parton Imagination Library, mm-hmm. which is a program that's free to anyone. You can sign up and you will receive a book from age zero to five years old. And yeah. that is that once a month yes, you get a book? Yes, it's once a month. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's awesome. It's really popular. We targeted, one thing that we try to do to, again, align with our mission is take a look at the demographics. So who's signing up for those books? If there's a specific demographic or area of um, the city that we realize there's a gap, mm-hmm. but we don't see, for instance, signups, we may try to understand, like, do we have the right communication going out? understanding the root cause so that we really are promoting and reinforcing equity. Right. And I'm honest, I don't know if this will be in the episode. I'm genuinely just curious. Yeah. I have a lot of younger cousins who are, and nieces and nephews who are babies, and they're like going into schools. And I know that we're having a lot of conversations right now of like safety mm-hmm. in schools. Is that something that you all have to discuss as a board, especially like in this climate that yeah. we're in right now? I think the way that it comes out is we we try to align with the district, um, their strategic initiatives and what needs they have. Mm. So if, if safety was identified as a need, mm-hmm. the question back to us would be, how does that align with 
our mission and right. the strategic pillars. Mm-hmm. If it fell within that, certainly, right. uh, we would we would address it. But we are we are we see ourselves as a partner mm. to the district. So. If, if that's what one of the things they wanted us to focus on, we would just need to figure out, is there an opportunity to promote equity or that it falls within the three buckets of our strategic initiative? Right. And kind of just like melding the two mm-hmm. together. That makes sense. Yep. So tell me a little bit about the Black Male Working Academy. Sure. One, what is that? Yeah. And how did you get involved in that? So there is an amazing individual, if you do not know her. Her name is uh, Reverend Dr. Rosalind Aikens. She happens to be my cousin. Ah. Her dad and my late grandmother are siblings. And it was really her vision. So um, I think it was back in, I can't remember if it was 2005 or 2007, there was a a very noticeable achievement gap with black males Mm. within the district. And she sought out to bridge that gap through programming. And so the mission of the Black Male Working Academy, you will hear her say, is to educate, activate, and motivate Mm. the potential that lies within every African-American male. And she has um, different initiatives throughout the year. There's a a support team uh, that she has assembled. There's a board. Mm -hmm. And she has, which this is my favorite part about it, uh, these well principles, Mm. well-mannered, well-spoken, well-traveled, sort of like the strategic pillars that I'm talking to you about, right? But she has certain initiatives, projects, speakers, events that she exposes that group to. Um, And it's amazing to see the growth of someone who starts at a young age Mm -hmm. and you see them when they graduate, the confidence that they have. They well traveled. I mean, every two years she takes those groups to That's a different country. Wild. I was in Egypt with them last year. Um, next year they're going to go to Dubai. Oh my! So gosh. it's it's really a, a powerful program. It's it's designed to equip that African American male to have every skill that they need by the time that they graduate high school. And the fruits of her labor, when you see them out. It's it's a, a great story, a great story, and so she's she's our Oprah, like she's she's amazing. Um, <laughs> We're gonna have to get her in here. Definitely, Please. you should talk to her. Yes, you definitely should. But she's got an amazing support staff. Like I told you, I I got involved. Obviously, I'm her family, but just on the technology side, mm-hmm. you know, it started grassroots, and once it started to grow, you know, you're talking now over 400 males that participate Goodness. you need structure you need yeah. the technology you need a website you know those types of things so i, I sit as a, an advisor and i'm the interface for all of those things mm. now what age can they start going through that program kindergarten oh my gosh mm-hmm. and it's in the summer open enrollments right now so if you go to bmwacademyky.org you can apply it's free um, there's accountability sure. with attendance, you know, mm-hmm. parent participation. But, yeah, it's an amazing program. That's so cool. Yeah. And can you talk a little bit about, I find it so interesting that this is a program specifically for men mm-hmm. designed and run by women. <laughs> so how does that kind of, yeah. how is that kind of like playing in together? You know, I just think it, it reinforces just the, the strength of uh the nurturing side of a woman, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And and the, uh, Dr. Roger Cleveland's involved as well, um, and he's amazing too. Um, he's a renowned speaker uh, around the country. Um, but yeah, I just think that it was a, a, to me, it felt like a nurturing mother who said, I see the potential mm. in my son, and I want to help them and enable them to succeed. 
and she truly treats each one of those those boys as as her son. That's and so cool. the love that she shows them, the tough love. Oh, for so sure. So we're not talking about just hugs, right? Mm-hmm. She, you know, she sets She'll them let you know. That's right. Mm-hmm. But they're so appreciative and so thankful when they get out, and mm-hmm. all of them have the same testimonial when it comes to that. Miss Akins was tough, but right. there's always the but, yep. and they're thankful. That's so cool. Now, tell me a little bit about the sneaker ball. Uh-oh, the sneaker ball. <laughs> Everybody wants to know about the sneaker Everybody ball. Everybody wants to know about the sneaker ball. Well, I'll talk to you about Sweppy first. Um, sneakers with Everything Project. Mm-hmm. So Nietzsche Oleka is the founder. And what was really interesting is I didn't know anything about it. Until someone reached out to me Mm. about the sneaker ball and said, hey, we want to honor you as a community influencer. And then, like, all of a sudden, all of these things started to happen. There was, like, a photo shoot and a lot of information. Yeah, it was really cool. I felt like a celebrity. Yes. (laughs) Um, So you get to the sneaker ball, and the proceeds of the sneaker ball um, went to a specific organization. Mm of their of their choice um and i forget the criteria that they used in that first year but that really was the recurring theme they would pick an organization every year to benefit so that's the purpose of the sneaker ball the board itself sweppy it sort of was born out of the sneaker ball mm. so it is the the mission of sweppy is to um, use the sneaker culture mm-hmm. to develop core skills um, and also to provide emotional and mental health resources mm. So one of the, the, the first things that we talked about in addition to the sneaker ball was a summer camp, a summer program um, that used a sneaker business simulation to promote and reinforce some of the things I just talked about, course, life skills, mm-hmm. and mental and emotional health resources. So it's, it's grassroots, too, yep. just forming. So we're really excited about it. We're learning each day. But that one's I'm really excited about. I'm a sneakerhead. I connect, uh-huh. collect Nikes, sneakers, all types. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of the board members that um, are, are serving, we all grew up together on the north side. So uh-huh. we have that family connection. So it's great. Can you give me like a little taste? Well, it's a, it's a multi-billion dollar industry. Mm-hmm. But a lot of sneakerheads, for me, I'm very narrow. Mm-hmm. I would call myself a, a moderate sneakerhead. But... There are individuals, uh, one of my friends, uh, Stephen Tevis, he passed away. He had a sneaker room. Oh and he would gosh. literally go to all of these different um, events, mm-hmm. find very custom sneakers, the ones that you can't um, buy in a store. Right. You have to have some type of lottery or you have a sneaker connect. Like I have a sneaker right. connect. Um, you're going to pay a little bit more of a premium. Um, but really, it's about the shoes that you love and just collecting them. I wear mine. Right. And really, some people don't. Some right. Some people don't. Yeah. They keep them in boxes. Uh-huh. I keep mine in boxes, but I wear them. But, mm-hmm. you know, when I was a kid growing up, you know, my mom had multiple kids. I couldn't ask her every week to go buy a $120 pair right. of shoes. Right. So, you know, you didn't do that. She bought me one pair, Deion Sanders, I'll never forget it. And they, tore up in like four weeks and she was like never again yeah unless you're playing basketball it's over Uh so me and my sister and a few of my friends we always talk about like as adults now we're living our childhood because Uh. there's more colors 
and it's in the budget. So yep. now we can go and buy it for <laughs> now ourselves. Now we have money. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Not a ton of it, but enough. Yes. That's exactly right. Now, you just won a Grassroots Black Leadership Award from Lexington Black Prosperity Initiative. Yes. Can you tell me a little bit, one, about that experience, but also what it means to you to get that kind of recognition from your community? Yeah. So the experience itself, um, it was kind of crazy because I really didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of research after I was told that I received the award. And Which has to be like a nice surprise. Yes. Did you just get a phone call? I just got a phone That's call. That's nice. And I, I was in the parking lot about to go into <laughs> uh, my job and I was like, wow. Great. Thank you. And I was like on my phone, like frankly Googling, you know, but it was truly an honor after I saw the names, uh-huh. first of all, of the current awardees. So mm-hmm. Kayla and Sean. So I knew Sean from yep. high school. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. And then I saw the past award recipients and then some of them were my friends and it, mm-hmm. it was it blew me away. So I was truly honored and it was awesome to be amongst uh, those giants, as Sean said in his mm-hmm. in his uh, remarks. But it was a great experience. I'm grateful. I think it's awesome what what Lisa and Tiffany are doing mm-hmm. to identify people in the community that are bridging gaps. But it was a truly a great experience. Mm. What's next for you? What's next for me? Well, you know, I want to see how much we can um, continue the mission of Fed Education Foundation. I want to make sure um, people understand the impact that we're trying to make and really um, just grow that, grow in in the people that we're serving um, and the board that's coming in. um, They are some amazing leaders, so I'm looking forward to learning from them. Mm -hmm. Uh, BMW. It's more of just making sure that um, it's a well-oiled machine and following Roz's yeah. direction and vision. Uh, same with sneakers with everything. You know, we have a lot to learn. Um, so in, in the community, I think those things are my immediate focus. Um, in my career and life, it's just living on purpose, man. Yes. I love it. Um, you know, I'm a cyclist. Um, I, I love to, to ride with the Bluegrass Cycling Club. So figuring out where the next adventure is going to take mm-hmm. us. And really just, just, you know, enjoying the simplicity of life. Mm, That's beautiful. Okay, we're going to move into segment two, which is what I like to call BGCF Fast Facts. All right. Which is where I'm going to ask you a question, and without thinking about it too much, you're going to give me the first answer that pops up. Okay. ready? I'm ready. What are you reading right now? The Woman in Cabin 10. I'm in a book club. (gasps) How far have you gotten? Page zero. Because this is July. It's the July book. It's so good. Is it? Yes. Good. It is very spicy. Yes. It's very fun. Awesome. What are you watching right now? Nothing. Nothing. No, I'm not. I'm literally I don't turn my TV on. Oh. I know. Are you like a, a moviegoer at no. all? No. Unless someone asks me. That's the best. I good know. for you. Kind of. It's kind of, you know, a little Do you boring. feel a little, like, out of the zeitgeist when people are talking about... Sometimes. Now, um, I'll tell you, like, my the, what I was watching prior to it ending was Snowfall. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when, when a series ends like that, it's hard for me to pick something up unless someone just points me to it. Yeah. So I right also now. have a really hard time um, committing yeah. to a show. Yep. If everybody's watching it, I'm like, I will catch it yeah. another time. I don't need it right now. Yep. What are you listening to right now? Ooh, music-wise? We say music slash podcast. Okay. Both um, either. Podcasts, I, I, I listen to a lot of Nike trained. Okay. And not for workouts, but more about um, 
you know, how do you recover? Mm-hmm. What's the impact of sleep? Those types of things. Mm-hmm. Just really trying to prolong my athletic career mm-hmm. <laughs> on the bike. Um, and then music. I mean, everybody knows my favorite artist is Drake. So okay. I'm listening to a little bit of Drake right now, um, anticipating his new album. And then there's a uh, there's an Apple Music Beats instrumental. Yeah. That mm-hmm. I listen to just to kind of like mellow five. out. That's right. And did you watch Degrassi? No, I didn't. I didn't, tell even, I didn't know anything about that until he <laughs> his mixtape. And everybody was like, oh, that's the guy, the kid in the wheelchair. And I'm like, what are you all talking about? That Jimmy Brooks. <laughs> Listen, he I was in love with him in that show. And they did this. It was kind of like MTV Cribs where they were going to each yeah. of their houses. And they went to his house and he was like, yeah, I'm a rapper. He was like, here are my notebooks. And I was like, he's got to be terrible. That's got to be really bad. And then his first song came out, and I was like, oh, my goodness. This is like a real thing. Yep. I was very proud of him. (laughs) Now, I want to go back to that athletic part of your life really quick. Yeah. So you played in college. I did. And now you're cycling. I am. Tell me a little bit about, like, the importance of being, like, physical and having that athletic ability, especially, like, as we're getting older and, like, Mm -hmm. growing into new bodies all the time. What is that like for you? Well, it's been a it's been an interesting transition. I will tell you that because in in college, you know, playing college basketball at the level that I did, Mm -hmm. you know, we we were. Of course, uh, we were really good my senior year. Um, I was inducted into the Hall of Fame, all of those things. And so you had this expectation that you always had to excel. You always had to be at the top. Mm-hmm. When that was no longer an option, you try to fill this void mm-hmm. for so long. And so you're pushing your body to the absolute limit, even though Father Tom is telling you to slow down. Right. Right. So cycling is a different transition in that I'm not competing with anyone. I'm Mm. competing with myself. I love that. Right. Now, you can compete with others in cycling, but that wasn't the intent for me. Mm -hmm. It was really about what you're talking about is just how do you make sure that you're you're maintaining that athletic life of yours and you're staying healthy. But it you have to be careful with that because Mm -hmm. you're used to excelling at such a high level. And life is yeah. lifing, yep. right? And so you can't do that. And mm-hmm. so you have to make sure that it is in alignment with what your lifestyle is. If right. you are doing a bunch and it's lack of sleep, you have to moderate that other side of you with exercise. So I think it's really important for me. It's a it's a drug. Mm. Um, it, it stabilizes me. It helps me with my mental health. But I do have to remind myself I'm not competing for anything. Right. Right. And so it's okay if I miss a day because I didn't get enough sleep. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of like professional, past professional athletes talk a lot about how when they're out of the game, their their minds just like, they're not with it anymore. It's and it, I just can't imagine, because you think like these athletes work their whole life mm-hmm. for this one thing. And then there's, I mean, there's a time limit on that. And it's gone. That's right. And it's not a very long timeline. It's not. Well, and then sometimes it gets cut short. So like with mine, you know, I was playing at 25 thinking I was going to play until 35. And Mm. I had four knee surgeries. And my doctor was like, yeah, you can't do this anymore. Uh. Right. And so if it's your identity for so long to your point, and then all of a sudden it goes away, it's like, okay, now you got to rest with yourself and say, do I really like myself? Yep. Oh, (laughs) how scary. Yeah. Ugh. Yep. I mean, everybody has to do that, but, yep. like, no one wants to. <laughs> what are you eating right now? What am I eating right now? 
that. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I, I like um, Maxima Nutrition. They okay. are, everybody's going to be like, oh, well, Health Shake, but they have really cool flavors. Okay. So um, it's off of Lane Allen, and it's an Herbalife-based uh, store, but they're protein shakes. But I'll give you an example. This morning I had a Kentucky Honey Boba Tea. <gasps> okay, sounds good, right? Uh-huh. And then a salted caramel cheesecake protein shake with chocolate chips. That is delicious. It sounds delicious, and everybody's like, it's unhealthy, but it's really not. I promise you. Low sugar? Low low sugar, and, and nothing's milk-based. It's all based on water. <gasps> yeah. Do you want to give them a shout-out one more time? Yeah, Maxima Nutrition. Mm. <laughs> what are you most scared of? Spiders. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's a real thing for some people. I legit turn into a ninja when I see one. Yeah, it's can't crazy. do it. Mm-mm. Nope. What are you most proud of? My family. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just everybody in my family and, and how they continue to live and overcome adversity. Mm. Who do you look up to? My parents. Um, if uh, if I was to want a life right now, it would be theirs. Because mm. <laughs> they literally sit on the porch oh. in the evening. They're both retired. Um but they've worked hard, right? Mm-hmm. So this is the fruits of their labor. That's so, so nice. Mm-hmm. What's their names? Pam and Gary Young. <gasps> Pam and Gary. That's very <laughs> cute. <laughs> what are you most looking forward to? What am I most looking forward to? You know, I'm most looking forward to sleeping more. I would love to sleep more. Mm-hmm. And I just recently purchased a new bike. So I'm looking forward to that coming in Gonna and be taking it for a ride. Now, do you do it on the street? Yeah, back roads. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how to ride an actual bike. That's okay. But I've been going to cycle you for a while now. So you and know how to clip is, in. I know how to clip in. I've got a little clippy shoes. Yeah. It's so fun. You know more than most. So you just need to take that outside. I really do. <laughs> I need to work on my balance, but I'm getting there. One of these days I'm going to get out. You'll just see me. And I'll give Wear you a, a helmet. Wear a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you love our community? I love our community because it, it, it's what made me who I am today. Mm. Um, and I, like I said, my whole family's here. I love Lexington. I love um, the good and the bad of Lexington and just being able to be part of the growth and the solution. Mm. Why do you love yourself? You know, it's interesting. Someone has asked me that before. Sometimes it's hard for me to love myself. Yeah. Um, But I would say if I had to pick something, I think why I love myself is I have the ability to um, interact, connect, or hang out with anybody, Mm -hmm. any walks of life. Um, And if people know me, they know I tell them, if you're going to be my friend, you just, it's like a running treadmill on 10, speed 10. You just got to get on. And just let keep going. I'll explain these <laughs> groups of people that you're probably going to see. Right. But you just got to keep going. But that's what I would say I love about myself. I, I, I like to interact with a lot of different types of people. Mm. Last question. Okay. Where can people find you, get in touch with you, give us all of the goods? Yeah. So you can find me on all of the social medias. I'm on all of them. Literally all of them. <laughs> If you can't find me under Laterica Young, my handle for Twitter and Instagram is either going to be Laterica or Laterica23, L-A-T-A-R-I-K-A. Hey. <laughs> um, and, yeah, you can you can follow me on there. Uh, reach out to me. Um, DM me, whatever. Mm. 
Carrie, thank you so much for being here. I thank really you. appreciate it. I'm so glad we finally got to do this. Finally. It feels like we've been like running past yeah. each other the past Take few ten. weeks, so this is nice. <laughs> <laughs> You'll definitely have to come back. Maybe when Sneaker Ball is around, we Let's can get some it. more people in here. That would be so fun. Yeah, for sure. All right. I'll see you next time. All right. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Do Good Radio Hour, brought to you by Bluegrass Community Foundation. We'll be back next week right here on Radio Lex, or you can listen to us anytime on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at BGCFKY, or visit us at BGCF.org to stay up to date on all of the latest giving and do-good opportunities in our community. Until next time, I'm Courtney Turner. Do good and be well. You are listening to the Do Good Radio Hour on Radio Lex, WLXU 93.9 LP FM Lexington. Our theme song is Happy Tune, written and performed by Brother Smith. The views expressed on this podcast are not necessarily the views of Radio Lex, its board of directors, or Bluegrass Community Foundation. The views expressed are solely my own and the guests'.